Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Father God, we're so thankful that you're so faithful with your, your people. You always, you always give us what we have need of and we look to you for that. In, in the song that we were just singing, we were saying that we do look to you um, in this time together, but as we go from this place, we, we know that you're speaking and directing and guiding us. Father, as we look into your word today, I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that just makes things real simple and real clear and then real doable. And as we go, um, that I trust the person of the Holy Spirit to remind us of things that you are telling us while we're here together and helping us to do your word because it's not the hearer of the word that is blessed. It's actually the doer of the word. And so we declare over ourselves, we are doers of the word. We're doers of the word in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Why don't you just say that about yourself? I'm a doer of the word. Amen. All right, well, Tony has asked me to minister today, and it's always such a, such a real honor, and um, I love the Word. Don't you love the Word? And so uh, we're going to look into it, and um, there is, you know, there's different ways God talks to different people. For me, uh, often, um, in the earliest waking hours, you know, even before I even have my eyes open, um, sometimes I, I hear a song a song comes up in my heart. Sometimes it's old, sometimes it's a new. And then uh, sometimes it's a, a verse of scripture. I love that. And then sometimes it's, it's a whole thought or a, a, a whole concept. And it's just absolutely crystal clear in those morning hours before any other voice has been heard or anything. It's just really clear. And then sometimes it's a word, a word. And when it is that way, it's, it's real pronounced. It's like bold and underlined and highlighted. It's just because it's one word. Well, in the beginning of December, in the first week, um, I had that happen again, and it was the word supernatural. Supernatural. And it came with this very real consciousness that for 2022, that was the way and the lens we were to look at 2022 through the supernatural. So I'm looking forward. I'm kind of curious. What all is God going to do in 2022? Supernatural. So, you know, our, our family with God as father and Jesus as the eldest brother, our hero, we are a supernatural family. The stories of the Bible are supernatural. They're mammoth supernatural, just catastrophic supernatural things. And, um, but sometimes in the Bible uh, we see, and then sometimes also in our own life, we have supernatural things that occur and have happened in 2021, wonderful supernatural things. But sometimes supernatural things don't occur until there is a crisis or is a demand for the supernatural. Now, there's precedent for that in the Bible. 
uh, it's like all options have been exhausted and now the only other way is a supernatural interaction from God. And I tell you what, I love those stories, don't you? And so sometimes the supernatural isn't something experienced unless it is of necessity. And uh, it ends up being an uncommon thing, uh, but and is all it is commonly associated with crisis and an impossibility. But today we want to look at it a little bit different. Uh, we want to look at it not just as something that we should expect in the time of crisis, in time of disaster, all options are finished. We, we want to look at it as a lifestyle because not only is a supernatural experience when it parts the Red Sea and, you know, when uh, three, three men are in the fiery furnace and massive things like that, the supernatural can also be um, in everyday life. So we're looking at living in the supernatural in 2022 and I believe that this year is going to demand that we live in the supernatural. Now, in Italy, um, there was different kinds of vocabulary that we started kind of coming to know. There is the vocabulary that a young mother would know um, when you're caring for your children, you're talking to other mothers, and I'd, I'd start pay, really trying to pay attention to those words that had to do with children and Tony picked up words it had to do with, anybody want to guess it? Food. And um, so he started, he, he got Italian words for the ingredients and different things about food. Um, but then we also had a different kind of a vocabulary that you may not hear in the markets or in the school or da-da-da-da-da. We'd hear it in our, um, in our Bible school. It was Bible vocabulary. And... Um, and so one of the words that we started learning was the word for supernatural. And it is the word sopranaturale. Sopranaturale. And so in the, um, in the English language, that word supernatural is made up of two words, super and natural. So greater than natural. In the Italian language, and I found out also in the Spanish language, sopranaturale is also made up of two different words. Sopra, uh, of course, naturale is natural, but sopra means over or above. So, sopranaturale means over the natural, on top of the natural. I like that. And so we want to look at the supernatural that way, over the natural. Now, the natural, um, you know, there can be crisis. Life happens in the natural. That's where, uh, you know, situations happen in the, in the natural. And they affect the natural areas of our life. But not everything in the natural is, is bad. There are beautiful things in the natural. Lovely things, things that should really be celebrated and appreciated are in the natural. Uh, but let me give you an example of where these two contrast. Well, if you are to cut yourself, for instance, if you were uh, to cut or um, 
have an abrasion or something in, on your body, um, if you, and you can Google these type of things, the healing process that is in your body in the natural. You don't have to, you don't have to tell it to do that. Immediately, healing is activated in your physical body in the natural. And your body is going to just heal in the natural. But where sopra naturale is concerned is that where it might take a whole week to get over a cold, you can get over it in a day or in an hour or, or faster. Where it takes a while, a few days, for a natural healing process, sopranaturale means there is no distance in the spirit and neither is there any time and things can happen. How many of you want the sopranaturale? We love and we appreciate the naturale, but there is the sopranaturale and that's what we want to talk about today. Because in every area of life, uh, there can be different, you know, ways of doing and ways of making it and, and whatever needs to happen. But what we want to see that in this year that God is inviting us to be more aware that there is a sopra, there is more, there is better, there's a supernatural. Um, that goes with finances, that goes with um, favor, supernatural favor. Uh, who experienced supernatural favor in this last, last year? You know, we have gotten amazing testimonies of people that have had favor, such favor. Uh, especially, you know, when all of this be, these big changes are going on and all kinds of shiftings with jobs and all kinds of things. We're, we just keep hearing more and more and more testimonies of the divine favor of God. Praise God. The protection. Protection uh, is something that we've been looking at. And uh, the, this isn't parting the Red Sea, but these are things that count. Uh, one of the young women in our church, um, Eleanor, um, was working at a, at a place of business at night. And while she was at the counter, she kept on feeling in her heart, sensing this thing. You need to go fill your car with petrol right now. And she thought, mm, it's not my break. And uh, I don't want to just, you know, I, it's not my break. And, but she kept feeling it stronger and stronger and stronger. Leave now and fill your car with petrol. Leave now. And so it was so urgent and so strong that she, she did. She said, I'm going to just go fill my car with petrol. I'll be back soon. She was back in 10 minutes. In that 10-minute span, somebody had robbed the store, had held them up at that counter where she had been standing. Because she followed that prompting on the inside, she was out of harm's way. Divine protection. Okay, that's not parting the Red Sea, but is it supernaturale? Would she have known? No, but God knew and got her out of harm's way. We have um, another situation. Um, um, Lahima felt urged in her heart 
urge to pray for Sophia's protection. And and, uh, like pray and pray now for her protection. And so she found out Sophia was in a car accident with some of her mates. It flipped, flipped, flipped. I saw pictures of it. Let me just tell you what, by the picture, no one should have gotten out of that car without serious damage or death. And she just came out just real pretty. (laughs) What we mean, prayer has this beautiful supernatural element to it, but commonly, I'm talking about naturally, the way that we pray, we wait until the devil attacks something. And the prayer request comes in. And then you pray. But look at what's at our disposal. Because we have this whole, the Holy Spirit who shows us things to come, we're able to pray for things before they happen. Isn't that supernaturally? So, Nahima could have just thought in her mind, oh, she's all right. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know of anything that's wrong with Sophia right now. Well, she would have held off. She could have waited until something happened that she didn't know was wrong. You don't want to wait that long. You want to wait on the Holy Spirit and respond unto him. And he helps you to be in the right place at the right time praying for the right things so that he is able to intervene. Praise the Lord. Provision, that goes along with favor. But we just keep getting testimonies of divine provision for people. Amazing ways that God is providing for people. And he's gonna continue to do so. Why? Because this year is going to be a supernatural year You can be the person that says, oh, no one ever favors me and no supernatural things ever happen to me. Or how about you just believe that supernatural things are gonna happen to you and there are gonna be good things that happen to you in the name of Jesus. Can we believe it? Absolutely. Praise the Lord. So, but it goes beyond, you know, things that apply to our physical bodies and stuff. Um, You know, The Bible tells believers not to sorrow as people who have no hope. When the loved one goes to heaven, that's supernaturally. How can we not just totally despair? Well, because we believe there is a resurrection, and a resurrection is supernaturally, it's supernatural. And we believe in it. And because we believe in it, we don't sorrow as people who have no hope. Praise the Lord. We love our enemies. That is supernatural. No one loves their enemies, but we do. And and Matthew, the fifth chapter says that the people know that we are children of our Father, the Father that's in heaven, because we love our enemies. It's a supernatural love. It enables us to do what cannot be done otherwise. We're also not whingy. 
Ephesians tells us that the people in the world know that we are children of our fathers because a father because we do not whinge and complain. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you what, we don't want to misrepresent him by whinging and complaining. All right. But now, the devil, he doesn't want you operating sopra, over the natural. He's going to try to keep you under or keep you in the realm of the natural because he has, he has um, expression there through different people who respond to him. And, um, and so he wants to hold you under. He wants to hold you in the realm of the natural and will fight to keep you there. And so we're going to just look at a, a few ways that he does that and uh, so we can expose that and not fall prey to his little schemes, all right? The first one is that he will tell people uh, only some people can do supernatural things. Okay, they're supernatural, but there's just, not everybody can. And, uh, and there's some people that we call Spiros. And uh, I'd never heard that word Spiro. Have you ever heard that word Spiro? Yeah, somebody was talking about somebody that was like, ooh, really out there, real spiritual, and they said they're a Spiro. I thought, I've never heard that word before. There's a lot of words I never heard until I moved to Australia. <laughs> we have a whole vocabulary here that the rest of the world doesn't, doesn't know. And they're quite delighted when you tell them. Anyway, Spiro, I thought, what is that? It sounded like a, a type of positive or something, a spiral something. I, I, th I said, what is that? They said it's an extra spiritual person, a Spiro. And so when you call somebody a Spiro, it's kind of with a jab too. You're, you're like, you're one of those woohoo people. Uh, but different religions and cults and different, different ones like that, um, that there is a Spiro in the tribe or a Spiro in the village, the medicine man, or the warlock, or the, you know, somebody like that. And everybody knows that he's the designator, she's the, she is the, you know, the area, the region witch, and na 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 na. And there's this weird thing, and if you want something to happen or you, you want, you want some, them to do something, you bring a little a gift or whatever to them and they do their hocus pocus and boom and come out, comes, comes out on you. And yeah, the Spiros. But in the family of God, um, it's a little bit different. Now, we're human, and humans, some humans are, they just have a propensity to spiritual things. There's some that are just like they're born with a real super sensitivity to the realm of the spirit. I have friends that often see, and since they were children, have seen angels, the Lord, They've seen demons. They've seen, the realm of the spirit is just really common to them. Maybe you know people like that too. 
So there are some people that have a real propensity to that realm and things that are in that realm. Then there's some people that have a real propensity to the intellect and they're just stupid smart. I don't know if you can put those two words together, but anyway, you know what I mean. And you perhaps know these people that they play, they just do whatever they want to, and then they roll up to the exam and ace it. They, they beat everybody else, and you can't stand them. <laughs> They're just naturally smart. They don't have to work at it. They just get it. And then there are some people who have a natural propensity to things physical. They're just, they're just amazing athletes. And they were since they were 18 months old. Acrobatic feats off of the back of the couch and all kind of different and, and we're entertained by these people that are amazing. We just watch them. And we wonder, how in the world do they do that? I have a body too. But mine does neither look like that, and it can't do that. You know what I'm talking about. So there are people that are, have propensity in different areas, but because we are humans, the human is not a body. They have one, but they are not a body, nor are they a mind or an intellect, although they have one. But a human being is a spirit. So whether you're a spiro or not, maybe you don't feel like you're super aware of things spiritually, by right of the fact, that you are a spirit that came from God on your conception, you can operate supernaturally. Not just some. I'm talking every single child of God can operate supernaturally. Now, uh, in 2 Timothy 3, in verse 5, we have a warning it, I'm going to look at it in three different translations. It says, having a form of godliness but denying its power from such people turn away. In the English Standard Version, it says, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. The CEB says, they will look like they are religious but deny God's power. Avoid people like this. So there are there are those who use scripture in a, in a kind of a bit of a twisted sort of a way to tell you, um, don't expect anything supernatural. God's not doing that anymore. And if he is, you never know when he's going to do it, and he probably is not going to do it for you. So don't even ask. Healing, that's past. Intervention, that's past. Anything supernatural, don't even try to do that at home. You'll hurt yourself, hurt other people, and just be hopelessly weird. Forget the supernatural. It's not for our time. And the Bible tells us 
And you can love people and you can, you can know people like that and be kind to people like that. You're not to be in a receptive mode from people like that because it is not true to say that God doesn't do anything like he used to do it and is able to do what he used to do is to be, have a huge accusation against God. So he wants us to not diminish the idea of the supernatural. Him being supernatural, but listen to this. We are children of God. And if we're children of God, we should expect the supernatural in our life. Say this, I am a child of God. Amen. But not only are you a child of God, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Can you just say that? Say, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, Hebrews tells us, can, is the one kingdom that cannot be shaken and will never come to an end. And in our kingdom, the very first beings that describe who is in our kingdom is an innumerable company of angels. So many angels, you can't even count them. Different ones of them have different assignments to do, different responsibilities of doing. But our kingdom is a supernatural kingdom. We're citizens of that kingdom. To not expect our kingdom to intervene on our behalf is a horrible indictment against our kingdom. Of course our kingdom backs us up. Praise the Lord. So uh, I have, I got a car in 2020 and um, it has cruise control and I have never used it. Not once. I know, which, I know which little arm it's on. I know which arm it's on, and that's all I know. I've never used it, and I don't want to. I am 100% happy with using my foot. I know what's going on with my foot. I have no idea, and you know what's the, that's the amazing thing? Tony knows how to use I think he drove it one time and used it. And I just thought, it's good on him. He's a sparrow. <laughs> not gonna, not ever gonna probably use that, that. Do you know, people are like that with this supernatural realm. We have at our disposal as children of God the supernatural. But some people are like me with my cruise control. Can't be bothered with it. Good for these people. Good for those. I can't be bothered with it. So a circus. Some people look at those spirotype people or it's kind of entertaining. Ooh, let's go to the meeting and watch the spiros do their thing. <laughs> it's like a circus. 
people that have, instead of hair, they have feathers, and you pay money to look at them. Or they do, they do flips. Do you know what somebody told us, uh, told us after uh, my husband and I got married, and they came to, to know us in our name, they said, that, seemed, that sounds like a, an Italian trapeze act, the flying caminettis. But you know what it's like. You, you go to a circuit and you watch these people do amazing things. Uh, the kingdom of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, is not a circus where we, we buy tickets and watch the Spiros do their things. We are a family. And our Father has invited all of us to engage with him on a supernatural level. Let's look at the second reason. I'm only human. People claim that. I'm just human. I'm just, I'm only human. My sisters and I used to sing that song. I'm only human. Remember that one? I'm just a woman. Remember that? That was one day at a time. One day at a time. Remember that? Okay. That's all I'm going to sing of that song. But it started off with, I'm only human. That just simply isn't true in the context that it's being spoken in, only human. That's claiming I'm only natural. I'm only natural. Nothing with no propensity, no ability for anything else. Let's just look what the Bible has to say about that. Romans, the eighth chapter, the fifth verse. It says, for those that live according to the flesh. And sometimes when we see this word flesh in the epistles, it comes with a context of uh, the works of the flesh, which Galatians, the fifth chapter, gives a whole list of them, and none of them are nice. Uh, but they're, they're things that people do wrong in their bodies or with their bodies. But the flesh is broader than just those things. The flesh, is, it speaks of here, it speaks of the natural. So we could say this. Those who live according to the natural or only in the natural, held captive to the natural. We could say it that way. For those who live according to the flesh or the natural set their minds on things of the natural and of the flesh. So they, their minds are set they're thinking about this and they're thinking about those natural things. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit or we could say of the supernaturale. And so for to set the mind on the flesh, this is a strong thing, is death. I will explain in just a little bit. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. You say, 
please. That's a little strong. Yeah, but I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It says that things that are set, a mind that's set on the flesh is hostile to God. We'll explain. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those that are in the flesh or bound to the natural, look at this, cannot please God. We're going to start with that one. It says that those that are in the flesh are bound to the natural, can't please God. Well, uh, let me just clear this up right away. If, if you're bound to the natural, it doesn't change it. God loves you. He can't ever help loving you. He's always going to love you. He can't help it. He is love. Isn't that wonderful? Aren't you relieved? I'm so thankful because I've been in the flesh before and I've been bound on the things of the flesh before and it never changed his love. Oh, so thankful for that. But can God be less or more pleased? Absolutely and totally. His pleasure, his pleasure, it rises on our response to him. Are you are yielding, not just to something else, but are responding unto him. It pleases him because through our responding to him, his will can come to pass through our lives. And that's what faith is. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Why? Because without engaging with him, it's impossible for us to interact in this kingdom that we have. And so... Yes, to be our minds set on things of the natural, set, or we could say totally involved, or we could say totally engrossed in things just of the natural, in this natural world, totally engrossed, or we could say obsessed with the natural. That that is all that's on our head. That's all that's on our mind. We're controlled with what's going on in the natural. I think it's interesting that when your mind gets, con gets so obsessed with what's going on in somebody else's flesh, it pulls you in the flesh. When you watch what somebody else is doing in the natural to a point of obsession, it pulls you in the natural and out of the spirit. We don't want that. We can be aware, but we don't want to be obsessed and trapped in the natural. So the flesh is death, hostile, doesn't submit to God, and doesn't submit to the law of God. Now, the law of God that this verse of Scripture is talking about isn't talking about the Ten Commandments. That's not the law that it's talking about. The law of God that this verse of scripture is talking and referring to is the one that is in Romans the 8th chapter in verse 2. I don't have that on the screen. You can write that down. But it says this, for the law of the spirit of life. That's a strong word. Oh, thank you. The law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus, one translation says, and this one says, has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death. 
Do you know where the law of sin and death is in the most manifestation? Is in the natural realm. But it is in this natural realm where things, uh, and trials and troubles and all kinds of different things get you all distracted and all upset happen in the natural realm. But we have been made by God to break up out of the orbit of this natural realm and get up into this realm of the spirit where there are no impossibilities, no difficulties, where peace reigns and you end up reigning from that place as well. Do you remember uh, when um, back in November when Cole Stringer was here. I just loved that, that message. It made me cry that day. I just really was ministered to. And he was talking about, about when he was up in Darwin and there was a, a massive cyclone. And he was watching the birds start flying up over the water. Uh, and they, would, they were trying to get under that, under that uh, front and they were trying to fly under it, and they were flying close to the, to the water, and they, he named the kinds of birds. I, some of them I didn't know. They're more Australian birds, and I don't know those, all those kinds, but I do know the chicken. I think, I reckon we've got chickens everywhere. They're the international bird. But anyway, he was talking about how the chickens were flopping and squawking and, and all those other birds were flopping and squawking and running scared and running for, for cover. And he happened to just look up and he saw an eagle that was using the very wind that was scaring those other birds, using that wind to start rising. And that bird went higher and higher and higher effortlessly. As children of God, we represent him the best. We represent him the most accurately when we're not responding like chickens. flopping and squawking with all the other birds. What he's ordained for us to do and the realm that we're made for is that we set ourselves in him as, as Brother Cole was describing how those massive eagles set their wings and they just let the very wind that drives other things down, it lifts those birds up and they begin to soar. These are the days for the supernatural. There are the days where we, no matter, you know, yes, yes, we are human, but we're not only human. We're not only human. We are recipients of God. We're recipients of his blessings. We're recipients of the good things that he does. We can learn to receive from him in this natural world. But let me just tell you, if all we are is recipients of divine interventions and, and, uh, and blessings that come, if we're only recipients of those, then I... 
quite frankly, we didn't need the cross to, to be that. We didn't need the burial. We didn't need the resurrection. And we most certainly didn't need the ascension. People were recipients in the Old Testament before Jesus was even born. His people were great recipients before Jesus was born. It should make a difference that Jesus died, was buried, rose again, and ascended on high and invited us to sit with him in the heavenly places. Yes, we are recipients, but we are more than recipients. That was pre-cross. We do have that blessing, but we are also participants. We get to participate with God. We were singing today, he reigns, he reigns. And you know what Romans 5th chapter, verse 17 says, that if we receive the gift of righteousness and the abundance of, of grace, that we reign. Some people think that's almost blasphemy to say that we reign in him, that we triumph in him. Ooh, how can you be so bold? I tell you what is bold is to stand in the face of the Redeemer as though he didn't do his job. It is wrong for us to stay underneath when we have been called and the way has been made for us to come up. Let's come up. Amen. So, are we afraid of the wind? Are we afraid of, of things that happen in the natural? They are going to happen in the natural. Jesus said, in this world you'll have tribulation, but don't be afraid. We ought to honor the man by refusing any kind of fear. Have we all had opportunities to fear? Yes. But we come supernaturally. Fear is natural. When terrible things are happening, fear is natural. Think about it. Think about, you know, even right now, you hear on the news, cases are beginning to soar. Not in Victoria, just. In Queensland, cases are beginning to happen. And there are people I pass on the street and shop with and here and there and da-da-da. And, and you can tell they're afraid. You see it in their eyes. It's one thing for the world to be in fear. It's another thing for those that are called by the name of Almighty God to be in fear. No, that is not our lot. We are not called to be chickens. We are called to fly with him in the heavenlies. And not just be blessed that we don't have fear. How about us dispel fear wherever we go? Take authority over it. This is our state. This is our home. Fear doesn't get to rule this state. Amen? Jesus set a, a, a unique example as, as a different kind of a human. The second Adam those in the Old Testament that experienced amazing interactions and miracles from God uh, experienced because of crisis in their life, disaster, impossibilities that happened in their life, and there was a divine intervention. And then the second Adam came. And do you know, 
the crisis and the miracles that Jesus manifested and worked weren't because of crisis against his own life. Sometimes people don't want to work in the supernatural unless there's a crisis, unless their arm is behind their back, unless they're on their last breath. Somebody, somebody is choking them and, and, and about to kill them and, and finally there's an intervention on their behalf. Do you know why Jesus worked miracles? It wasn't on even his behalf. It was on the behalf of other people. I believe that because we're in Christ and after this new creation generation or this new creation being, that we can be like him. Yes, we can expect miracles in our life to save us from disaster and save us from the works of the enemy. But we have been called to work in the supernatural with him, not just to save our own skin. How about if we use the supernatural power of God to help other people? Amen? Y'all in for this? I believe that 2020 is to be an exciting year of the supernatural. Yes, we're going to need it. But how about this? There's a lot of other people out there that really need it because they need God. So, let's look on. Let's look at the third reason. There's some people don't operate in the soap because they get trapped in the naturale. How? Well, look at this. In 1 Corinthians 3.3, it says, if you are still unspiritual or having the nature of the flesh or you're, you're trapped in just thinking about natural, under the control of ordinary impulses, I think it's a really amazing word, ordinary. For as long as there are, and then he goes on to describe, as long as there are envy, jealousy, wrangling, factions among you, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh, behaving yourself after a human standard? And like, look at these last three words, mere unchanged men, only human. We're not only human. So I tell you what the devil tries to do because he will do whatever he can do to keep you in, out of the realm of the supernaturale. He'll do things that trigger your flesh and tick you off and make you mad and make you sad and make you feel sorry for yourself. And all of those things are very human, very natural. So I can't help being mad. I'm, I'm just human. Mm. It's only natural to be, uh, to be upset. It's only natural to be depressed after something like that happens. Yeah, it is natural. I have to say it is natural. It's totally natural. But we're not bound to the natural. We have, been, we have been called the living above, not just supernaturale events, not just an event, but a life that is over. Hallelujah. So how, 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 how? How can we get above the natural? 
um, I'll use this example. You know, um, I don't go shopping too awful much. And um, in the last couple years, I wasn't at Carindale ever. And maybe I, I don't, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe once, I don't, to eat, but only to eat. But, uh, yeah, I don't, don't really do that, the shopping thing that much. And, um, but I made up for it. In about the last 10 days, I went to Carindale three times. And so uh, I went one day and uh, shopped and then the second time I shopped, 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 shopped. And, and then I talked to this lady at the end and there was something that I'd asked her about, uh, the clerk at the desk. And she said, you need to go on the second floor to the concierge desk and ask them that question. And in my mind, I thought, second floor? I never knew there was a second floor. <laughs> So I had to leave that day, uh, but I came back because I needed to go to that concierge desk and they, I went up there. Uh, I was just thinking there was going to be a concierge desk. There's a whole floor, like with whole shops. I mean, as many as there is down there, there is upstairs. And I was like, oh. Wow. I think sometimes people born again, they know God in this natural and, and blessings come, come to them. But there's a whole second floor. <laughs> honestly, quite honestly. What I had to find when I went back that third time was an escalator. Because when you get to get up to the second floor, how do you get up there? You know, can't just jump and just be up there. You actually, there has to be a, a way, an access to get there. I took the escalator because I like to look at and watch people from different angles. <laughs> and, but anyway, but you could also take the elevator. You could do that as well. Those are, those are access places. How do we get in the supernaturale? How do we get out of this natural and get up there? Okay, ready? Something you've never heard before. Are you ready? The promises of God. Anybody disappointed? It's not actually new. It's not. The promises of God. Look at this verse of scripture, 2 Peter, the first chapter. And I'm not talking promises that you just, you know, put on a really pretty piece of paper and hang it on the wall and no, 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 no. Those aren't going to help you. Not unless you use those as prompts to get them off of the pretty piece of paper and get them in your heart and in your mouth and in your praise and in your declaration. So look at first, 2 Peter 1, 4, it says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us, not because of our goodness and our wonderfulness, no, it's because of his glory and his excellence, he has given us great and precious 
promises so that we can, uh, we can needlepoint them and we can put them in calligraphy on special books. No. It says these promises are to enable you to look what they do, to share his divine nature. His divine nature. But that's not all. Not only do we get to share his nature, his supernatural nature and all, all the other wonderful things about it, but it's also to escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. You can escape. I'm telling you, the promises of God are an escalator to get from the natural to the supernaturale. The promises of God are an elevator that gets you from, gets you from the naturale to the supernaturale. Let's look at the second one before we go today. The first one is his word. The second one is his spirit. And he gives miracle recipes. Miracle recipes. John, the second chapter in verse five, there was a, the, Jesus hadn't started his miracle ministry yet. Um, but he had been anointed. He'd already been anointed, but actually hadn't activated and you know what happened? He was at this wedding, ran out of wine, and, the, and his mother said, what are you going to do about it? And Jesus said, wasn't really planning to do anything about it. And then Jesus' mother told his disciples, do whatever he tells you to do. And you know what those guys did? They, when Jesus told them what to do, they said, make sense. Probably not going to do that. That'd be kind of embarrassing. What good would that do? No, they didn't. And the reason we know they didn't is because the story's in the Bible. Miracles don't happen unless you follow the recipes. And I got in my heart that in this year, we, not just the Spiros that we think, I'm talking we are going to be hearing from him some miracle recipes. And if we do what he says to do, speak to who he says to speak to, when he says to speak, say what he wants us to say, do what he wants, even if it doesn't make sense, do it. And we're going to see miracles, not just for observation in just some people's lives, we're going to see them popping up here and there, and they already have been, but I believe God wants to take it from one degree of glory to another. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, if you guys can come, and so, uh, as we launch into 2022, we do uh, not withholding our breath in fear. We do, we may be holding our breath, but it is in great expectation. And Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. I believe to see great things, but I don't just believe to see it in some people. I believe it to see it in anyone who will take the escalator or the elevator, get into the realm of the spirit and do what he says to do. Amen? Is that you? Yes, I believe that is you. Uh, close your eyes. I'd like to pray for you. Father God, I just thank you so much for this invitation from our heavenly Father, the Father 
<laughs> of might and power. As your children, we want to represent you as not a broken down God, not a pathetic God, but the God that you are. Help us to represent you and represent you well in Jesus' name. Father, for I pray for anyone that is here or listening online and the greatest supernatural miracle that can ever happen to a human is being born again, born into the family of God. Your word says, born from above. Our first birth was born from below or natural. But Father, if there's anyone here that has never had a supernatural birth, being born from above, as I pray this prayer, Lord, I pray that they pray it in Jesus' name. I invite them to pray. I invite you to pray as you're listening. I invite you to pray this prayer and come into the family of God. Let's all just pray this prayer across the board. And if you've not ever prayed and been, uh, made Jesus your Lord, this is your prayer right now to pray. Hallelujah. And begin the supernatural in your life. Dear Heavenly Father, go ahead and pray it. Thank you for your love. Thank you for sending Jesus to save and rescue me and die for my sins so that by his blood I can come close to you. Jesus, I believe and accept what you did for me. I believe that you are alive today because God raised you from the dead. And I ask you to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you prayed that prayer in this room or if you prayed that prayer online, you prayed the most wonderful prayer and activated the most amazing thing. And I encourage you to go to our website where you can click on next steps or go back out to this area out here and you'll see on the wall next steps and ask somebody what your next step is you alternatively can come to the front there'll be people up here will be able to pray with you and talk to you about what you do now let's stand up on our feet hallelujah god bless you have a great week here we go 2020 here we come god bless you if you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.